0: Spoiler alert, Blake did not catch me in his pick record this week. Welcome to the Challenge Flag Podcast, where we put your fantasy season under review. We're going to start things off with a quick week seven recap before jumping into our picks for the week. Blake, I'll hand it over to you.
1: Going through the games in Week 7, we had Creek Haven Comeback Kids, Mr. Blake Fuller, with a win, 168.62, over R.J. Beecher and AFC Richmond, 127.76. Risky Business, Inc., won a game against Drew K7, 99.44 to 84.60. Jordan Robbins and Robbins' apostrophe, 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 birds, Beat Team E.T. Woods 109.66 to 105.68. The Chernobyl janitors were doing cleanup duty this week against Team Breezeless and won 156.1 to 131.54. Commissioners Curse Blake Watson squeaked out a win over Waffle House Bankruptcy Mr. Michael Costa 137.34 to 125.5. We'll go ahead and jump into week eight and see what the matchups this week have in
0: store. All right. Checking in at our records. If you missed it on the intro to this podcast episode, I'm still beating Blake here. I have a record of 23 and 12. Blake, you did get an extra game here. I believe you went three and two last week. So you are 18 and 16, two games above 500. Congratulations, sir. I will go ahead and move into our first matchup. We have the Chernobyl Janitors, Mr. Matthew Beicher versus Team Drew K7 and Drew Kulos here. So real quick, we're going to go through the rosters top to bottom. We have Aaron Rodgers versus Lamar Jackson at quarterback. We've got Saquon Barkley and Ramondre Stevenson against Dalvin Cook and Michael Carter at the running back. We have Cooper Cup. And T. Higgins against Tyreek Hill and Chris Godwin at receiver. Pat Fryermuth versus Mark Andrews at tight end. Raheem Mostert versus Tyler Lockett at the flex. Tua Tokavailoa at super flex versus Geno Smith. And the Baltimore Ravens defense against Tampa Bay against the Buffalo defense against Green Bay at defense. So looking at the analysis for Matt's team and the positives he has, we'll start with his anchors. They will give him a strong foundation as usual this week. Saquon gets a matchup against Seattle, and Cooper Cup should be heavily utilized in a matchup against the rival 49ers. The supporting cast on this squad is so strong as well. Stevenson's passing game usage gives him a great floor. Higgins continues to get steady usage in a high-volume offense, and Mostert looked great into his return last week. Now for concerns, Aaron Rodgers against Buffalo is a scary proposition this week. We've talked about Roger's disappointing 2022 season on past episodes, and this certainly doesn't look like the week he gets back on track. And Matt has prepared well for Travis Kelsey's absent with Pat Friermuth, but we absolutely need to talk about Kelsey being out of his lineup. Matt loses his positional advantage this week, which just so happens to be the week when his opponent has Mark Andrews. That's tough. Now for Drew, positives. The week-winning upside on this team is wild. Between Lamar, Tyreek, and Andrews, Drew has a collective of guys who can go off any given week. And I think Lockett is a great start this week given DK Metcalf's injury, and I also believe Godwin will need to have a strong week to keep the Buccaneers in this week's Thursday night matchup against the Ravens. But for a concern, Geno's floor has been great for fantasy managers this year, but his upside is limited. Combine that with a matchup against a surprising Giants team that has some has recently held Lamar Jackson to a modest performance. I think there's some cause for concern with Geno potentially missing his top target. And then Drew's RB2, Michael Carter, we don't really know what to expect this week. Yes, Brees Hall's out, but they did just make the trade for James Robinson, who gets the bulk of the carries there. Maybe this is the week to own Carter, maybe it's not. It's just a little too much uncertainty for me and my starting running back position. So my pick, I'm going with Mr. Matthew Beicher here. Like, I feel like I know you've got the love affair.
1: There's no reason to even ask me anymore. If Matt's playing a game, I'm picking him to win. I am really disappointed that we don't get the Kelsey versus Andrews matchup. I know that Drew also lost Brees Hall. If Brees Hall were playing in this game, I think it would be much better for Drew and I would actually pick Drew to win. He picked up Michael Carter to replace him. I don't think Michael Carter is gonna be a viable fantasy player at all. On the other side, Matt has Raheem Mostert, who at the start of the season looked like he wasn't going to be a viable fantasy player, and now all of a sudden, he looks like a strong running back too in that Miami backfield, and he draws an excellent matchup against Detroit. Other than that, I think their rosters are built fairly similar. Of course, the biggest difference being Lamar Jackson is a much better quarterback play than Aaron Rodgers, so maybe that's where Drew can make up the ground. I just don't, I don't see it happening. I think Michael Carter's going to disappoint quite a bit, and I think that the lock-in Geno Smith stack will disappoint against the New York Giants, giving Bysher to win this game. The next matchup on the week pits AFC Richmond, R.J. Beecher against Waffle House Bankruptcy, Michael Costa. I'll be listing R.J. Beecher's players first, Michael Costa's players second. At the quarterback position, we have Mr. Unlimited himself, Russell Wilson against Josh Allen. The running back matchups are Jonathan Taylor and Joe Mixon versus Travis Etienne and Tony Pollard. The wide receiver positions are Mike Evans and Jerry Judy versus Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams. The tight end position is TJ Hawkinson versus Dallas Goddard. The flex positions are Miles Sanders and Danny Dimes against Chris Olave and Derek Carr. The defenses are the Eagles playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Patriots playing against the New York Jets. Some of the bench options for RJ this week, one, Mr. Kendall Pickett, who could be a potential super flex play. Gus Edwards was a nice pickup off the waiver wire with James Robinson moving to New York. And then Rondale Moore and George Pickens. The bench players for Michael are Marcus Mariota. I'm guessing he will not play him in a super flex. Ezekiel Elliott, currently questionable, and Alan Lazard, also currently questionable. Looking at the positives for RJ's team, there is not a single bad matchup in RJ's lineup. It's kind of like the Christmas of RJ's fantasy season because here's a list of the defenses that RJ's playing this week. Jacksonville, Washington, Cleveland, Baltimore, Miami, Pittsburgh, and Seattle. Oh, and by the way, the offense that his defense is playing is is Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, not a bad matchup at all for Mr. Beecher. Another positive, Danny Dimes is coming into his prime, man. He is the quarterback 10 on the season, and he might be peaking. Granted, it might only last over a five-week stretch, but Daniel Jones plays his second of four consecutive games against bottom 10 defenses, and this week he'll be playing against Seattle, who almost guarantees you a chance to double your fantasy production on the week. Of course, the concern for Mr. Beecher is he lost Mike Williams to injury. He has Jerry Judy who can step in and potentially replace him. However, the wide receiver position is going to be a little bit shaky. It really kind of depends on whether or not Russell Wilson plays, which ironically could be worse for R.J., if Russ plays because Jerry Judy has not seen the level of fantasy production that he saw with Brett Ripon last week. For Mr. Costa, the double stack is back. That's right. The two best quarterback wide receiver duos in fantasy football will both be in full force against R.J. Beecher. This will be the first time in three weeks that Michael has had this quartet of fantasy production. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs draw a kind of tough matchup against the Green Bay defense, However, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr draw an excellent matchup against a lackluster New Orleans defense who, again, as I mentioned last week, I said that they were a good defense early in the season. There is absolutely no evidence of that being the case at all in any way, shape, or form. It is a wasteland in New Orleans when it comes to their defensive secondary. So look for Derek Carr and Devontae Adams to put up a monster week. The concerns for Michael, the running back position, it's not great. It's not great. Some good news is that Travis Etienne is certainly going to have the lead role in Jacksonville, but the Dallas situation is leaving a lot up in the air and there's not a lot of confidence, which could prove to be a massive headache for Mr. Costa. If Michael loses the week, it'll be because of the lack of running back production in Dallas, which is kind of ironic given the fact that they're playing a horrible Chicago defense. I guess we'll see what Mike McCarthy has to do, but if my fantasy week were in the hands of Mike McCarthy, I would be sweating it out until the clock hit triple zero. That being said, my pick for the week is still going to be Mr. Costa. I think that even if the Dallas situation proves to not be as ideal as possible, having the Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams super stack is just too much to overcome for RJ, who's going to be struggling at receiver this week. RJ, who are you picking in this game?
0: Yeah, I've looked at this one several times, and just like you, Blake, I'm like, wow, I have great matchups this week. This is this this is the one. This is where I get my, my second one of the season. And then I look at the projected points, and Michael's projected for like 20 points more than me. <laughs> so sleeper knows. It's just that that stack is too lethal, and Michael survived his bye weeks, so I am also going to go with Michael on this one. It's tempting to pick me, though, but yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. So we will go ahead and move into our next matchup. We've got Robbins, Birds, and Mr. Risky Business Incorporated, that being Jordan Robbins and Chris Risk, respectively. Looking at the rosters, we will start on Jordan's side and then jump over to Chris at the positional groups. We've got Joe Burrow versus Jimmy Garoppolo. We've got Alvin Kamara and Leonard Fournette against Eno Benjamin and DeAndre Swift. We've got CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson against Brandon Cooks and Rashad Bateman. Hayden Hurst against George Kittle. Adam Thielen against Drake London. Kirk Cousins against Justin Fields. And the Jacksonville defense who are playing Denver against the San Francisco 49ers defense who are playing the LA Rams. Now, of course, we have to note here that Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen are out on bye for Chris's squad, which is why he has some questionable players in there. And Jordan, on the other hand, is getting a lot of players back with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson coming in. So just want to take a quick note there before jumping into the analysis. On Jordan's side, positives. The reinforcements have arrived. After taking a leisurely week off, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson get a prime matchup against Arizona. And while the matchup may be prime, it's not on prime time, so Kirk should thrive. And Joe Burrow is on one right now. After some early season struggles, he'll keep rolling against Cleveland. And on the other end, we'll be waiting earnestly to see if C.D. Land can rediscover his rapport with Dak Prescott. A matchup with Chicago should be a plus one for the Cowboys wide receiver one for concerns. Welcome to the tight end carousel, Mr. Robbins. Hayden Hurst has been fine this year, But there will be little to no positional advantage here for Jordan going forward. And Jordan's flex position still lacks consistency. Will he plug in Devin Singletary, Alec Pierce, or Adam Thielen? Or would he dare play Taysom Hill? Whatever he chooses, it'll be tough to nail this choice week in and week out. Now for Chris, the positives I see. It looks like Chris may be finally getting his stud RB1 back from injury, and boy do the Lions need a spark. If Swift can go, I think Detroit has to lean on him to try and get something going because they have been so bad the last few weeks. And Chris will welcome a nice tight end advantage against George Kittle's former manager. It seems like Kittle is getting on track for this year, so Jordan may be cringing a bit in the afternoon sleigh as Kittle takes on the Rams. For concerns, Eno Benjamin was awesome last week, yet there are some concerns this week for him. Does Connor come back? Will they split touches moving forward? I am personally staying away from this backfield until we get more clarity. And the receiver room on this squad is tough. Cooks, Bateman, and London have all had their fair share of nice weeks, but they've been mixed in with dud performances. I think it's highly unlikely the Stars align on all three this week, and they end up disappointing as a positional group. Give me Robbins in this matchup. Blake, what about you?
1: Yeah, this matchup, I don't think it's going to be particularly close. I know you mentioned the hole in Jordan's lineup when it comes to the tight end position having to ride that tight end carousel. I'm sure if he's just willing to spend 20 fab or so in the waiver wire, he can probably sure up that tight end position. so look for Jordan to make some outrageous moves there. One genius move that Jordan did make, and I think we need to bring this up, is he actually had the first trade of the entire season with Chris last week where he traded George Kittle and Keenan Allen to Chris for C.D. Lamb in return. And guess who just happens to be on by the week that Jordan plays against Chris? That's right, Keenan Allen, which is a sneaky, sneaky, great move on Jordan's part, and I'd like to commend him for that one. Also, I think Jordan's going to start thinking it's personal if I keep picking against his team It's absolutely not personal, and there's no way that I can pick against Jordan this week, so go ahead and give me Robbins-Birds in a win against Risky Business, Inc. The fourth game of the week puts the Creek Haven Comeback Kids, Mr. Blake Fuller, against Team Breezeless, Mr. Raj Landry. I will read off Blake Fuller's team first, then Raj's team second. The quarterback matchup, it will be Trevor Lawrence against Kyler Murray. The running backs will be Kenneth Walker and Derrick Henry, for blake against naji harris and josh jacobs for raj at the wide receiver position we have debo samuel and deandre hopkins against terry mclaurin and deontay johnson the tight end position will be dalton schultz for fuller and zach ertz for mr landry the flex positions will be jalen waddle and darrell henderson in the super flex for blake fuller and then nick chubb and dak prescott in the super flex for raj The Cowboys defense against Chicago is in there for Fuller. And the Buccaneers defense against Baltimore is in there for Raj. For Blake, you have Sam Ellinger, Latavius Murray, and Curtis Samuel. Amon Ross St. Brown will also be on the bench if he's good to go this week. Fuller can plug him into the lineup. For Raj on the bench, you have Jared Goff, Melvin Gordon, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Smith, and Cade Otten. Looking at the positives for Mr. Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins looks like the go-to for Kyler after the second half of the Thursday night game against New Orleans. It's great to have him back and hopefully he will continue to be the wide receiver one that we've come to know over the years in fantasy football. Not to mention it's a great matchup for Derrick Henry against Houston. I haven't checked the weather report in Vermont but I'm assuming that with colder weather moving across the United States there's a good chance it's snowing which means that there could be a 40-point performance on the way from King Henry himself, and that alone could be enough to win the week for Blake Fuller. Concerns? His quarterback Patrick Mahomes is on by. I don't know if you've heard of Patrick Mahomes, but he's currently the quarterback 2 on the season, and Blake will definitely feel his absence in the scoreboard. Debo Samuel is also questionable with a hamstring and may miss the week. Blake's depth doesn't give him much flexibility on the week, So his result could really depend on Debo's status or Monra St. Brown's status. Check on their health come Saturday night to see who's going to be good to go and if Blake has a decent chance in the matchup this week. For Raj, the positives, he doesn't have a single player on bye this week and there are no injury concerns. Not to mention that his running back room is likely the best in the NFL with Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, and Najee Harris. However, Najee still draws a tough matchup against Philadelphia. He can always be benched for a healthy Devontae Smith who's returning from bye. Concerns? Outside of Devontae Smith, there's just no upside at the wide receiver position for Raj. You have Terry McLaurin and Deontay Johnson who have proven to just get you 10 to 15 points a week. No more than that, but they can certainly produce less than that if given the opportunity. So the lack of wide receiver upside is a concern. That being said, I'm still going to take Raj to win in this matchup. I think the lack of depth for Fuller could come back to hurt him. If Debo Samuel is healthy and ready to go, then I will caveat it with my pick will flip to Fuller. However, given the fact that he hasn't practiced through Wednesday for the Niners, I'm not super excited about the prospect of Debo Samuel playing. When he does play, though, he tears apart the Los Angeles Rams, and I expect nothing different. So, give me Raj. If Debo plays, give me Fuller. RJ, who you have?
0: I'm going to go ahead and roll with Fuller outright on this one, and I'm going to make it interesting and say that the reason why I think this is not because of any positional player, but I was wrecked by him last week. I think that the Dallas defense is going to be the X factor this week. They get Chicago, they get Justin Fields, I just think it is going to be just the Dallas defense show, and that's going to propel Fuller to the victory. I will move on to our final matchup of the week. We have Commissioner's Curse versus Team E.T. Woods, that being your team, Blake Watson's team versus Ethan Wood's team. So once again, I will go through the lineups and just kind of look at Blake's first and then jump over to Ethan's as we go. So quarterback, we've got Jalen Hurts versus Tom Brady. For running backs, we have Aaron Jones and Damian Pierce against Christian McCaffrey and David Montgomery. For wide receivers, we've got Michael Pittman Jr. and Cortland Sutton against Jamar Chase and Amari Cooper. For tight end, we've got Tyler Higbee against Kyle Pitts or Greg Dulcich. At the flex, we've got A.J. Brown against either Chuba Hubbard, Jacoby Myers, Brandon Ayuk, maybe the other tight end, whoever Ethan wants there. And then we've got Gabe Davis at the Superflex against Ryan Tannehill. And the Indianapolis Colts against Washington against the Tennessee Titans against Houston. So jumping into the analysis for Blake's side positives. I imagine, Blake, you are breathing a sigh of relief as you no longer are relying on Taylor Heineke as your QB1. Welcoming back Jalen Hurts has to be mentioned as a positive, especially when he is going up against a terrible Pittsburgh secondary. Expect top three upside once again there. And, well, Pierce showed us his floor in a blowout loss to the Raiders last week. But a passable 15.7 points is exactly what you're looking for out of your RB2. While Eckler is away on by, Pierce will gladly step into your RB1 slot with Aaron Jones' pass-catching prowess anchoring the end of your RB room. Concerns. Obviously, Blake has a ton of positional depth, but he is still lacking in the Superflex spot. He's overcome it in previous weeks, but you have to think that he needs to make a savvy waiver pickup or trade to push the squad over the top. And there's really very few weaknesses on the squad. That's why he's 6-1. But we do have to wonder how Ryan's benching will affect Michael Pittman. Blake's got the depth to cover it if it ends up killing his value, but it'll be a gamble rolling him out this week. For Woods. Positives. It's been a tough season for Mr. Woods, but Christian McCaffrey's trade to the 49ers has to provide some hope of CMC looking more like his vintage self with a coach who knows how to manufacture touches for him and get him involved in the game plan. Oh, and speaking of vintage performances, what a couple of weeks it's been for Jamar Chase. The buy low window looks to have slammed shut on this one and Chase has his eyes set on another big performance against the Browns. Concerns. Week 7 produced a couple of brutal injuries for the squad. Ethan will be looking to replace the production of DK Metcalf, presumably assuming he's not an absolute freak of nature in plays this week, and tight end bright spot David Njoku. It's looking like we'll be looking to Jacoby Myers and Kyle Pitts for that production, which probably inspires confidence in no one. And the aging Vets at quarterback, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Ryan Tannehill have sunk this team from the very start and it's looking to get less and less likely that they figure out how to turn it around. I'm going to go ahead and roll with Watson on this one. Blake, who's your pick?
1: I'm going to pick myself as well. I'm just glad that I was able to survive last week without Jalen Hurt. I am very anti-quarterback this year, as I haven't started a super flex quarterback for four or five weeks now. Who knows? Maybe I start one moving forward, but It was certainly a scary week having Jalen Hurts be gone with him finally returning and hopefully staying healthy and on my roster for the rest of the season. I have a pretty good feeling about the rest of the regular season moving forward, and I'm hoping that Jalen Hurts gets back to a good start off of his bye week this week. So I'm going to pick myself to win in this matchup. That being said, I could certainly see Woods getting his first win in a game that he really doesn't have any business getting a win in and that will help spiral me and my team into just absolute and utter despair. Well, that's it for Week 8 in the Professional Football League. As always, good luck with your matchups. For my co-host, RJ Beecher, we'll see you next week.